What's up, Kingdom Builder? Welcome back to this podcast. And I'm telling you today, if you've ever felt like you've been disqualified from doing anything amazing in your business and for the kingdom, this is the one that you're going to want to listen to. You're going to want to share. If you're not yet subscribed yet, please subscribe as well too. Because with me, I have a couple that I'm telling you are one of the most inspiring couples that me and my wife, Becky, know. We have the amazing Tony and Sarah Zalecki. How are you guys? Hi, everybody. What's oh up, my gosh. Guys? We're pumped. We're so excited to be here with you. This is going to be so amazing. And guys, if you don't know Sarah and Tony yet, you have to get to know them because um, not only are they crushing it in their network marketing business, they are industry leaders they are thought leaders. They are doing things in a different way. And they've built, we're going to talk about how they built a 200 million a year plus MLM empire, shifted things that you might not even know have been shifted. But it wasn't always like that. But you know what I most appreciate you about you guys? And we had an opportunity to connect with you, um, grabbed a meal with you guys. What astounded me was typically when you meet people that are highly successful in business, especially network marketing, there's like that stage presence. But we got a chance to see Tony and Sarah behind the scenes. And when we were at dinner, I don't think I ever told you guys, I'm like, here's the secret. They were praying. They were just so humble. And they always put the Lord in everything. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for today's conversation. I've been wanting to ask you these questions for many years personally. So you Yay, guys are going to get it. Awesome. Awesome. We're excited. We're ready. Absolutely. So for those of us that don't know you guys, I know in the title, I talked about how a taco truck worker nanny built it. I know, is that crazy or what? Yes. Do you mind sharing a little bit of your background story to network marketing, how that started? All right. Well, I'll share a little bit and then obviously I want Tony to cool. share too. Um, so we kind of have a unique story because we, when we were introduced to network marketing, like at the time, we both were single, so we kind of had our own network marketing path separately for a good five, six, seven years, right? Yeah. And then we met, and then we started building together, and I, this year will be 19 years. Is that bad that I don't know that? Or that probably makes you feel good. 19, yes. right? Okay. 19 years. So total, like, we've been the professional over 25 years, right? So, you know, when I got, when I first was introduced to network marketing, you know, it was crazy. I was dating a guy at the time. He had been involved for about four months. Um, never put me on a list. Kind of, you know, crap. He didn't. He didn't think I'd ever be interested for whatever reason. And um, finally, his sponsor was like, "You should talk to your girlfriend." And um, I took a look at the business, fell in love with it. it I loved the people. I never got involved because of the money. I, I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with the possibility of what could be. Right. Um, but I had no business being a business. I was a nanny, basically a glorified babysitter. Um, but I just I got excited about the potential. And, you know, I kind of joke around because, you know, when I signed out, I was so excited because I was in a social environment. I was like, this is awesome. And then I realized really quickly that I had to work. And I was like, this is hard. <laughs> it was like it changed real fast. I was like, where's the party? And then, you know, and then I realized, oh my goodness, like there's a lot of things that I had to personally work on for myself. Like that learning the skill sets, I think wasn't the tough part for me. It was the, you know, limiting beliefs and the things I had to grow through and the emotional maturity that I had to, 
learn, you know, because I, I mean, we were 21 year old kids, mm-hmm. you know, like, which at that, and we all know, right at 21, we think we know it all. And then we realize, holy crap, I know nothing. <laughs> right. And so it was really the school of hard knocks of, of, you know, kind of the growing pains, um, you know, in the very beginning of, me being a network marketer, you know? Yeah, I think for me, I was um, working on my mom's taco truck. And yeah. this was before there was any taco trucks or food <laughs> trucks out there. The I mean, so, yeah, this is like the, the, we had the original OG taco truck and, you know, we were rocking and selling tacos and just mom was, you know, really focused on a new business, like making extra money for the family. She's a secretary for an electric company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but she wanted more. And that's where I really, for the first time, seen myself as being an entrepreneur, being, you know, somebody that could run a business, run a company, run something besides just working for somebody and going through that grind. And I think, you know, for me, when we found network marketing, my sister called us and she was so excited because she found a company that she was all in and she said, man, I'm calling my mom, calling my brother because they're going to be all over this. And she was right. We went and saw a meeting and, um, you know, back then it was in an office and uh, we got all fired up because, you know, we really saw the business as a family affair where we could really do it together and we could start and, you know, really create something that, you know, would last for a long time. And, um, you know, then we started the business and, you know, I was 19 at the time and I'm like, wow, this is a lot harder than that opportunity meeting, you know, (laughs) that they explained how this works. This is way harder. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get, you know, good at talking to people and learning the skills Mm -hmm. and figuring this thing out. But I think what really got me that day was just a testimonial from someone that was 19, just like me. Mm-hmm. And he had just been doing the business. He had just made a couple grand his first month in the business. Wow. And I was like, man, if he can do it, I can do it too. And I remember pointing to my mom saying, I want a story just like that. And she says, well, you could have a story just like that. And we were all in. Wow. My gosh. And it's so crazy because now you fast forward decades later. And I'm curious, would you guys have ever thought that – your business, your impact, your influence in, in this in, incredible profession would be what it is today when you first got started? No, not at all. I mean, I, I when I first got started in the business, like I just wanted to make a couple thousand bucks a month. You know, I just I, I didn't really think of influence, impact, any of that stuff. I was just like, if I can just figure out how to make this work and make some money, I'm going to be great. Right. And that's kind of how my mindset was. And I think I evolved, you know, the longer I was around the business, the longer I kind of developed myself and went to trainings and got around people that I really respected. And, um, you know, for not only how they ran their business, but how, you know, they ran their personal life and, you know, their relationships and things like that. But that's, it was probably a good, maybe five, six, seven years in the business where I really started thinking more about, impact and influence and doing something way bigger. Yeah, that's so huge. And I think it's an important reminder, Kingdom Builder, especially if you're in network marketing, is that there's a journey that Mm. that happens, right? Tony and Sarah weren't just overnight, like where they are right now. In fact, 
that's why I love your story so much because it's so real, it's so raw, it's so transparent, but it's worth it absolutely yeah. at the end of the day with that, right? So, and I'm curious, uh, Sarah, maybe to you, when did you feel that that breakthrough for you personally in your business where you feel like the fruits of my labor are finally worth it, whether it's financially or personally or whatever that it is, is there a moment in your life that you can think about that? Um. Yeah, I mean, I have like so many different ones, right? You know, I think that's one thing is, I, you know, you're, you're not just going to kind of have one profound or defining moment in your career. I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have quite a few. I think the one for me that was like my very first one is, is, you know, it took me a number of years to recruit people into network marketing. I mean, and, you know, I, I so desperately just like wanted one person, <laughs> and, and the listeners can relate. So you guys are like, I saw one person in my team, right? And um, and I remember, I, you know, it, it's it's just, you know, it really is the the power of of one and what can happen. And wow. and um, you know, I brought in a, a gentleman came into my business and uh, came in and uh, showed him the business, and he's like, oh well, okay, I need to think about it, and I kind of blew him off and. He was actually one of those people that was like, I want to think about it. And then a week later was a yes. It was shocking and um, came back to me and said, okay, I want to get started and got started. And then literally like within 24 hours, he had, you know, three other friends of his that got started. And all of a sudden I went from like nothing to like all of a sudden five, six people, my team, I hit, you know, had a great, great, um, you know, check that I made that month and, um, you know, did some great personal sales and, it was just really because of that power of one. And I, I think for me, like I just always had, you know, one foot in front of the other. And I just, I just, I didn't have an exit strategy. I think, you know, that's something, unfortunately, that I see so many people in direct sales and network marketing where they have this exit strategy. Like I, you know, people ask me, well, you know, how, how did you keep, keep on keeping on, you know, over all, all these years, you know, through all the ups and flows of our business, like we, we don't have an exit strategy. Like mm. we're, we're here. You know what I'm saying like this, this is what we do. And we work through the challenges like any typical business owner would and work through the highs and the lows and the in-betweens. And, you know, I just, I, I always encourage people. I'm like, you, you can't be the, the person that, has this, you know, I'm going to dip my toe in, or I'm going to give it a try, or I'm going to see what happens in 90 days. Like it's for me, it was just like, I'm here and I'm going to be here until I can figure it out along the way with the, you know, experiences and the things I'm going to learn um, yeah. till I eventually hit that, that success stories. Right. So I think that that is super important for people to have. It's key. And I know if you guys don't know Tony and Sarah, they have innovated the MLM space because you guys truly were one of the first ones to pioneer social media and yeah. building yeah. from your phone, right? And seeing yeah. that because you went from old school to now this new school and you guys are just, thank you, first of all, for your contribution because that changed the game for all of us, whether you guys know it yeah. or not. Yeah. But I also believe, Sarah, on that topic um, there's the pro and the con. And I wonder if you've seen this as well too. Now it's kind of like easy come, easy go. Now there's so many opportunities in the world. Now we're used to this fast paced type of thing that happens, but that staying power, that decisiveness, that lack of no other options 
have you seen that to be like a hindrance at all for especially newer people in our industry? Like what, what do you guys think about that? I think for sure, but I think it's your job as a good sponsor to sit down with people and help manage expectations. You know, I think that's why people come and go. Cause it's like, everyone just, you know, signs people up and they're like, Hey, go get them. You know what I mean? Where it's like, if you, from day one, establish biz working business relationships with the people that you bring on board. It's just such a different dynamic because you set them up to win, you know? And for us, like, you know, do we tell people when they come on board that we're going to help, you know, we're going to work together and we're going to create some, you know, wins right away for sure. But a win doesn't have to be this big, huge, crazy, lofty goal. A win could be as simple as, help them get their first customer. Do you know what I'm saying? Like help them get in their first three-way chat, help them get their first appointment, you know, just like the, the simple things that, you know, little by little create massive, massive confidence in people, you know, down the road. So I do feel that it is easy come, easy go with so many people. But if you add a good, because people ask me, they're yeah. like, how do you create that sticky? Like, you know, that stickiness in your business and mm -hmm. retention for the business side, not customers. I'm talking business right now. It really is that expectation piece that we sit down with people and they have of us, we have of them, and we have this great working relationship together. Yeah, I also think, too, is it's important that, you know, you let them know that this is a real business. It's not easy. You're not going to recruit a couple people and make millions of dollars and go all the way to the top. Like, I think sometimes we say a lot of things mm -hmm. just to get people excited, to get them started, to get them in. And that backfires on us because people want to know the real stuff. Mm -hmm. They want to know the truth. They want to know what it really takes. They want to know it's a real business. They want to know that, you know, their first year, they're probably not going to make millions of dollars, right? <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work that way. Now, sure, there's a case where some people do, but for most people, you know, it takes you learning this and getting good at it and, you know, developing skills and, you know, treating it like a real business. I think the thing that frustrates me when I see this profession done the wrong way, it's kind of like, you know, it, it just really puts a, a, a bad taste in people's mouth because, you yeah not being truthful and you know it's okay you know to tell the truth you know i tell mm -hmm. people that it's really the only thing we like doing because if you're truthful about the business people understand and they get it and they know that wow this is a real business it's going to take a little bit of time but man you've got the support the timings here the company the love the compliance love the product love all that stuff but man you're really up front with me and i respect that mm -hmm. so don't be afraid to tell people, you know, the real deal and don't make it like it's just a walk in the park and you're going to make all this money. You don't need to do all, a lot of work because I think that really pushes people away, too. Absolutely. Well said. Kingdom Builder, take notes on that. That is a standard that we need to hold, especially for network marketing, because it's a beautiful profession if done properly. And especially in this day and age where it's just Everything seems so overinflated on social media. That truth will resonate. Um, I think about when I was thinking about you guys, the, um, the verse of by their fruits, you shall know them. And mm -hmm. I just think about that when I look at your team, when I look at you two, when I look at how you deal with your family, when I look at everything, 
especially for the Christian. And you guys are open about your faith, but it's not like you're just like, like, hey, come to Jesus all the time type of thing. But it's it's more evident through your walk. And I I'm curious because I see the strength of your business. I see the focus on one relationship at a time. Sarah, you made an amazing post yesterday. I just saw all about relationships and connection mm -hmm. and everything. And I'm just like, that. that is the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit right there. And um, I'm curious, when it comes to your guys' faith, first of all, is that something that you guys grew up with? Um, I'd love to hear that story from both of you guys. And then we'll dive into some pieces. You want to go yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it from my <laughs> aspect because I grew up Catholic and <laughs> I didn't really, you know, what I felt is I didn't have a relationship with God and I didn't read the Bible, you know, back then. And I kind of felt like I was just going through the motions. And now listen, there's nothing against the Catholic religion or anything like that. But for me, my personal experience is when I got saved in 2009, I was in Sacramento, California, and I got saved in 2009. Sarah and I had been married. We've been working our new business for about four years. And I just remember going to, to church that day and meeting with the pastor and him talking about what this means to get saved. And, you know, as I got water baptized and, and, and I was different that day, my whole life changed. And I started having this relationship with God and started reading the Bible and started learning, you know, some of the things that I was so curious about all the time when it came to faith in, in God and religion and things like that. And I said, man, I just feel so good right now. And it was a feeling that I couldn't explain, but I just knew that my whole life was different and it changed that day. Mm -hmm. Wow! And it's interesting too, because I actually was just thinking about something where, you know, I remember when you got water baptized and I remember the second time it came around and I remember it was mm -hmm. just in church or whatever and they announced it. Yeah. And you remember you were like, oh, I'm going to get water baptized. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, babe, you already are. But it was from the way that you had been taught in the past. Yeah. It was kind of like you have to constantly go and say, do your forgiveness and constantly go and like, you know, and I and I and it was almost kind of like it was the feeling of like you weren't enough and you had to get be always so clean. And I'm like, no, babe, like you're good. <laughs> like you're good now. Right. Yeah. And I just think that that was, it was just so interesting to, to watch that. And now just, you know, a lot of that was just the, just the upbringing, right. That you had. Mm -hmm. And now you just were like, okay, you know what? No, you know what? I am, I'm good enough now. Like I'm, I'm, you know, you'd work through all that stuff and. Yeah. And, and, and one of the most powerful testimonials I have is, you know, I couldn't stop using drugs or drinking for probably 15 years mm -hmm. and I got baptized and saved in 2009. And then 2010, um, I was just really in a dark place mm -hmm. in, in my personal life. And we had been married for five years and, you know, working a business and, you know, trying to juggle all that. And I just remember getting on my knees one day and just crying out um, to God saying, take this craving away, take this craving away, take this craving away, take this craving away. And, you know, just I can't do it by myself anymore. I need your help. I need your love. I just need you. And I remember the next day the cravings were gone. And that was 2010. 
So yeah, it's like, and, and, and believers, I love telling this story to believers because believers are like, yes, I get it. That's awesome. Yeah. And then sometimes when I'm telling this story to people that yeah. aren't believers, they just kind of look at me like, they're like, really? Did that really happen? It's really? Like, yeah. but, what, uh, but what you didn't share though, is that you had tried rehab a couple times. Yeah. And it didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you were at the point where you were like, you know what? Is going to rehab going to work again? You know, so that's why he, I think you really got to the point where you're like, if these cravings don't go away, it just is not going to matter. Well, for me, my higher power needed to be my Lord Jesus Christ, right? It didn't need to be a pencil. It didn't need to be a book. My higher power didn't need to be, and again, that's what it is for you. Okay. But I'm just, for me, my personal story, Mm -hmm. I needed my higher power to be Jesus Christ. And and that's what did it for me. And I was searching for that. You know, I found out my whole life and and then, you know, God's like, here I am. Let's go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And by the way, everybody, I know Tony has a heart for anybody that's going through that struggle. If you have any questions of sobriety, definitely talk to Tony. Yeah, reach out to me. Just connect with me. Get a hold of me. We'll talk about social media later. But I'd love to, you know, connect offline and um, have a conversation with you. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, Tony. And Sarah, how about for yourself with your journey? My my story is pretty simple. I actually grew up in the church. You know, so many people in my family are pastors or in the ministry. Um, Oh, my gosh. I mean... I don't know. I, I feel like I asked Jesus into my heart when I was like five. <laughs> you know, like I was so little. And um, basically, you know, grew up in, in it. And, you know, I think like a lot, like a lot of Christians, especially if you grew up in it, um, you know, you kind of like go your own way some, for a while and you end up coming back. And, you know, I, I think that's why I think it's so important with parents. It's so important to ground your kids in um, just the amazing scripture and the stories and the parables and the, you know, all of that stuff around God, because, you know, like they never forget that, you know? And, and even for me, as I kind of wanted to do my own thing for a while and wanted to rebel and just kind of like, you know, I don't know, I just had to kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I had to do. I just kind of went away, but I, I so many of those things. Mm. And so always come you know, so I think me like that from my foundation of my faith, it's just, it's always been strong. You know, I have amazing parents that have always been super involved with, you know, church, but not just so much church, but really just relationship with God, you know, mm-hmm. at first and foremost. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just so grateful for that, for that upbringing. Yeah. From religion to relationship is the biggest thing I heard in both of you guys' testimony there. And it's different. And I wonder, Mm -hmm. I'm curious, as then you build, because I think business, it's it's all about faith. Or when you set a goal, you start a new venture, you you make a pivot, right? It's all about faith. But I'm curious, as people of faith stepping into entrepreneurship, what kinds of things, how, how are some of the things have you merged faith in business, like what does that look like to you guys um, mm-hmm. on a daily basis? Um, I think so. I think the one thing for us, so you know, we've been in three companies, right? The last 25 years. Yeah. 
And um, I think, so our company that we're in now, we've been here 10 years, right? And, um, you know, when we came, we were, you know, the very first people that joined the business and started building. And, um, you know, I think when we made the decision to come on board, I think the one thing that was so important for us was just the surrender factor. You know, I think in our second company, we had built successfully, but we all still struggled. Mm. You know, we still struggled at different times in our business. And I think for us here, we wanted to be in the flow, Mm. you know? And so I remember praying, you know, when we made a decision to come here that we wanted to just, I just was like, all right, God, like legit this time around, like this is your deal. Mm. Like it's always his deal. Right. But we yes. our deal. So I think in our second company, I was kind of like, all right, I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. But I was like, just let me keep up just one kinky on just this one part. But then <laughs> everything else, like we're good, you know? Mm. And, uh, and this time around we were like, no, like we are going to be almost like hands off. We're, and we were, we just pray. We just said that, you know what, just like bring the people that, you know, ultimately this is your network anyways. And we yeah. just, we just want to be a condo. We just pray that the right people that come in to our life are the ones that you bring and help us see, keep our eyes open, you know, and be aware and, and alert um, and awake when you do bring those people. And man, it's been awesome. These last 10 years of people that have come into our life that we build with now. And, and I mean, I don't know, I'd say, majority of the people in our team like we didn't know them before you know we didn't know them before and so i think that that surrender piece um is huge so for us when you say you know how do you bring your faith into it i think like that is our foundational block in our business Mm -hmm. you know what i mean building block is that surrender well and you know i look at our team and we have a lot of people on our team that love Jesus and, you know, yeah, people that, you know, we're not afraid to pray with our team and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about Jesus and talk about, you know, our stories and, you know, how we're coming and what we've done, but it's because God, you know, that's mm-hmm. the only person that it is true, you know, in, in our hearts is, is, is our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think for us, we just, we're really just who we are, you know, like we run our business, we have our relationships, we have our kids, we have our family, but I mean, we lead a certain way and, and, and we lead like Jesus would lead, right? And, 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 and it, it's a very comfortable our, we, thing. We do our best to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Far from perfect. Definitely, yeah. have, yeah. definitely have the moments and days that not so much. But we're just not afraid to just to be real and be true and, and talk about Jesus. And again, in, in a way that doesn't push people away, doesn't intimidate people, doesn't make people feel uncomfortable, doesn't, you know, make people go, oh, I don't want to be around them. But yeah. we're just who we are. And we've learned to, you know, work together and, you know, be us, you know, what these last since 2005, since we met. Wow. And just like what you said, Tony, it's like you don't have to push uh, your faith, but people will know 
by your fruit. And you live a life a certain way. It's grounded in principles. It's grounded in, in, in the Bible. What are some of the biggest biblical principles, kingdom principles that you guys are, in, are intentional with that you know have led to your business developing a certain way? Any secrets here? Um, no, I definitely think fruits of the spirit though. Right. You know, because that's really what we work hard on with our kids, right. Being patient and kind and, you know, all of the things, right. I think it's just so important to, um, to teach us. And I also think too, I mean, you know, God is a God of, a, of second chances. Right. And so I think too, for us, we've learned how to be just really unconditional in our business. People, I think people feel that, you know, um, they can come to us with their guard down. They know that we are, you know, slow to, to judge and always understanding. We're trying to always look at it from their perspective, understanding, you know, the shoes that they're in, you know, and, and I think that helps us with, you know, problem solving and conflict resolution in our team and even with us together, um, you know, but I, I also feel that, you know, people make mistakes in relationships and in friendships and in business. And, and it's, it happens, you know, where I think sometimes people are quick to judge and quick to get ang angry and quick to, you know, um, hold back, quick to, you know, be unforgiving. Like, I just feel that for, for us, it's just because it's a second chances. And I also think too, having to do with being unconditional and all of that also has to do with not always feeling offended. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it drives me crazy. I see people all the time. I'm like, guys, all of you get so offended by everything, whether you are a Christian or whether you're not, both sides are getting offended all the time. I'm just like, Oh my goodness, guys, like Jesus was not like that, you know? Mm. And so I think that whole piece of it ties in too, right. With, you know, it's easy also to get offended in business, right? Too, when you're working with your team and maybe you think that they say something and you're, you know, it's so yeah. easy for people to react and, and take offense versus, you know, acting, stopping and taking a pause and maybe, you know, being the first to say, you know, okay, let's help me understand this situation and why you, why you're feeling that you're feeling because our valid, you know what I'm saying? Versus like, oh, you're wrong. That's not right. Why are you acting like that? You know what I mean? It's just a totally different um, perspective that we really, I think that all of that is like, I mean, and, but that takes years. Yeah. That takes years of emotional maturity to, to have in your business. And I mean, all of that comes from the Bible for sure. All of it. Yeah. And I think for just thinking, you know, of what you just talked about is always keeping them first. I think about any mm -hmm. time we're not in rhythm or we're off or we're challenged or we're just relationships are falling apart. Mm -hmm. I feel it's because we're not keeping them first. And it's, you know, maybe ego has crept in or mm -hmm. maybe comparison has crept in or you know, some of these things that just rob you of everything this world has to offer and mm -hmm. you being the best you can be on this planet. And I think that, you know, if you don't keep them first, you know, your business 
will not be what you want it to be. Your marriage will not be what you want it to be. Your kids will not be what you want them to be. Like all that stuff just is thrown off. And we always come back to no matter what happens, are we keeping them first? And what does that mean to us? And, you know, are we really obedient? And if we are not, then we've got to really check ourselves and, and, and come back and, you know, just reel it back in. I always say, let's reel it back in and let's like start again because, you know, anytime he's not first, mm. it feels like our world starts to crumble. That's huge. Is there, has there been a time where that's been a particular challenge? Because you guys are busy being parents, first of all, already busy running a, a major, major, huge empire. You're busy. You're on calls all the time. You're asked to speak everywhere and just your daily life. But has there been a time when it's been like you've drifted away from the Lord? And what do you do to get back? How do you put him back first in those situations? I think, you know, thinking about that, I mean, I think that we've drifted a couple times because we get so busy mm -hmm. and we think that, okay, we just hit a rank. Okay, this was great. And we're not grateful. We're not like, I wouldn't say maybe there is some gratitude there, but we're like, okay, we got to go to the next one. We just got to mm -hmm. keep moving. And, and we're, we sometimes get into a situation where we're not just happy with where we're at, right? No matter what that looks like with him leading the charge, right? And I feel like what we do to get back is just really slow down, you know, and, and we like to communicate a lot. We like to have a lot of conversation and just talk about what's really on our heart and why we're off or why we're not keeping a first or what we're feeling that's throwing us off here. And it could be, you know, people around us. It could be, you know, the outside world, it could be a bunch of different things. Right. But I think we always then make a plan together to come back, you know, and to really get aligned again, like we need to be aligned. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a challenge with like, you know, high achievers, right. Yeah. Like we nail it and then we're like, all right. And it's hard for us to just take a breath mm. and like be present and celebrate in that moment. We're like, okay, that was great. And then we're like, all right, so what's the next thing we got to do? You know, like it's immediately like, right. But, but sometimes because our eye is, is on that prize, mm. a lot of times like we forget, like our eyes need to be on him. Mm. You know? So that's an easy, easy way for, for you to like be distracted. Like it's so subtle. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and it happens so quickly. Um, but I think too, I mean, again, the more that you're in the word, the more that, you know, you are grounded in, in his principles. I think, you know, I think most of us, we have a sense of discernment. And so, and you know, I mean, like, I, it sounds to me like a lot of times I have to say, well, I didn't really know. No, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like we all know. Right. And so I think it's, it's just obeying that nudge and, and, and going, okay, okay. I'm, I'm feeling like a, I got to make some changes here. We got to pivot a little bit. Yeah. We need to, you know, change this up. Um, you know, it's that, it's that um, following that that discernment, right? It, that intuition, that nudge, that whatever it is, right? We all get it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, following that, I think that's important. Don't ignore it. And mm -hmm. I think that's when you go down that whole rabbit hole or 
get off on a different path because people just decide to ignore and ignore and ignore and ignore. And then, you know, it ends up not necessarily going so great. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I think about the same. Nicely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God's always speaking. It's just that we're not always listening. Yeah. And just to be, and I, I just want to remind the, the listener right now, what's the Holy Spirit nudging to you? There's probably something that's already coming about here. What you just said totally spoke to me because I've been in that season of grinding, 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 but not being content and grateful about where I'm at. I'm like, oh my gosh, God, you've already done so much. Just slowing down. Yeah. And I think it goes into faith and in what he can do because yeah. how much, you know, what's one, one's one second with God can do way more than a lifetime with ourselves. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But um, as we, I want to leave some time for your guys thought leadership because you're now in many different influential spaces um, in the business realm, in in ministry and so many different things. When it comes to marketplace ministry, when it comes to Christians now, especially in network marketing. And as we're looking towards this next Phase, right, we've just come out of an interesting time with the pandemic and world shifts and all this stuff. It was prophesied by Billy Graham that the greatest ministry in the world would happen in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that's big on your guys' hearts as well, too. But what are you seeing in that topic, and what are you seeing to happen in in, in this future for for us in the marketplace? Well, I think first of all, I mean. Obviously, there's so much doom and gloom out there right now. And I think that, you know, as Christians, like, we need to understand, like, this is a great mm-hmm. time to be alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, th- there is so much good stuff that's happening all around us. We just have to be alert and aware and aware of our surroundings and the people that we're connected with and in the environments. And, and um, you know, I feel that, you know, now more than ever, I think, you know, I think that you know, so many people were on social media, right? During mm. COVID, like crazy because people wanted connection. People wanted, you know, like they were, they were craving that. Right. And, and now I think that people like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think social media is great, but I, I do feel that people are now kind of at a little bit of an overload. You know what I mean? Of social media. And, you know, there is such thing as Zoom fatigue, right? There is such thing as some of this stuff, right? So I think now people are outside of just social media. And so I do feel that now more than ever, as we're living our lives, especially offline, you know, people are, are open and looking for connections with people that love the Lord and, and, and want a better life and want more meaningful relationships. Right. And so, um, so personally, like, I like uh, all about lead by example, you know, type person where, you know, people that you're different. I mean, I have people all the time that are like, can't really explain it, but I feel like you're different, you know? And I'm like, well, I know I'm different, <laughs> right? Or they're like, wow, I feel like, you know, when I see you, you're like such a bright light. Well, it's not my light, it's his light, right? And I, every day, I, you know, just focus on just 
being just a light for, for him, you know, and I feel that now more than ever in this time, people are looking for professional encouragers or looking for people that they can count on. They're looking for people that are unconditional. They're looking for people that will, you know, love them for who they are, but also at the same time say, Hey, you know, like we let's be better together, you know, that type of thing. So I, I am actually super optimistic about this time. And, and I think too, you know, I had shared with you before, you know, I struggled with the whole concept of like, you know, can I be a high performance network marketer that likes to be on the stage, meaning sharing my story, training, encouraging, like giving people hope, like, can I do that? And then also at the same time, can I be a light and can I talk to people about Jesus and can I do, you know, how do I actually do, can I do both or do I need to actually just be, because again, a lot of people in my family are just in the ministry, which is great. Uh And I really, I mean, I struggled with that. Uh And then God very, very, very said, you're already there. Look, and you need to go do this or go to Bible college or go to this or and again, right? But he's like, I gave you the gifts to be in the marketplace. I gave you the gift of business. I gave you the gift of finance so you can give and contribute and do all these things. And because you are, you know, I feel that like you will be sort of your money. Like I gave be a light in a, in a place, right? Where you mm-hmm. are going to be able to impact and meet and encounter people that quite frankly would never go to church to begin with. Sure. And so I feel like for all of us, like we need to be proud that we're in this profession and knowing uh, that leading by example, doing the things that we do to build a business, know that our impact of bringing people to Christ is just as effective than if you were in full-time ministry in a church. Just Absolutely. the truth. Absolutely. Yes. And my story on how I got brought to faith was it was through network marketing. I would not have gone to a church. Um, I was wow. looking for answers. Yeah, it was my mentors, right? They were Christian, and I was lost. And I'm like, what's this whole Christian thing? And if it weren't for network marketing, if it weren't for my mentors that were Christian and living that out, um, just like you guys, I would never have been here today. So just to affirm wow. everything you're saying, wow. it's huge. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. And I think this is this is this portion right here was meant to be extremely impactful because it's so funny as you know, I put it in my AirPods. We have um we're doing landscaping now, and literally during when you were speaking, Sarah, huge jackhammers. It felt like it was right on the other side of the wall were going off and blaring and stuff. So I'm like that must mean the enemy don't like what's going on. So let's bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was- so I'll just talk louder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so important. There's a responsibility and there's a ministry work in what's going on right now because people, unfortunately, unfortunately, the, they're, they're kind of church of the pen. So they like, yeah, should I go there or not? But people are looking for answers. And if we are able to live out God's call in our lives, just like what you're seeing with San Antonio right here, 
I'm telling you, that's going to bring such an influx into the greatest MLM in the world called the Church of Jesus Christ. You know, so yeah, uh, Tony, do you? Tony, do you? Have yeah, any, just, any I mean, my, my just yeah, my, my thoughts are from what I personally believe is that you know God wants us to do big things. God wants us to flourish in life, and you know, He does struggling. He doesn't want us broke. He doesn't want us just with our heads all screwed. great things for us. And I think what most people don't do, because I didn't do this early on, is we don't sit and really talk to God and actually then listen, you know, for 15 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. And really, people say, I promise you, you start talking to God and you start listening, you will get the answers that you're looking for. But I mean, we're so caught up in, you know, being on social media or going here, doing this, but we don't have any time for God. And it's kind of like, if you just take some time and have a conversation with them and, you know, might not happen the first day, might happen the first week, the first month, it could, might not happen for a year, but I guarantee you this, you start having those conversations you will get your answers from God and you will know that he wants you and your call to do big, great things on this planet. And you have it inside of you to do those things because I figured out for my story and for me, that was my calling is to, you know, tell my story and, you know, talk about what God has done for me building a successful $200 million business around the world, but also having God be a big part of everything I do every day. So it's a combination. It's kind of my one-two punch. So huge. Well, Kingdom Builder, you see it, you hear it straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. But um, if people like Tony and Sarah are are at the levels that they're at in terms of achievement, but they're saying these are their secrets, that to put first his kingdom and his righteousness. I think what I'm hearing is the Bible, what it says kind of works. It sounds like yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, the best book I ever read on success and you know what it's all about in this world is the Bible. Best book out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So um, pray to him more, talk to him more. It says in his word that if you ask him for wisdom, he will give it to you freely without any reproach. That's everything that I'm hearing today. And um, I just want to honor you guys. Seriously, like you guys are the hands and the feet of the church. I see it. I see the Holy Spirit all over you, your team. It's evident why not only why God has prospered you guys, but also you see a transformation of culture happening within your team. And I truly believe that anybody in Tony and Sarah's team, like, and, and just surrounding around them, you guys are blessed because they're stewarding the call that God has placed placed on their life into yours as well too. So it's an absolute honor. But Tony and Sarah, um, do you guys have any maybe a last message or anything on your hearts you want to share for the Kingdom Builder today? Um, I just I just think faith is just so important. You know, I think that you know for us through just really really hard times that we had in our business or with trying to have children, like just that whole, you know, faith of a mustard seed. Like, I think that's the thing that people have to understand. Like that mustard seed is so little, you know what I mean? You guys aren't asking for big, huge, crazy, crazy faith, but it's just that little, little seed, right? And the things that 
happen and transpire because of him are are just amazing. And you know, I I think you know for us too, just growing our business. I think you know the thing that we always have to remember is like he already has a plan. You know that, right? Like his this our whole business plan for the next 20, 30, 40 years, each one of us, it's already set. So why are we worrying about the plan and how it's going to go down and worrying about our business and worrying about, you know, all these different things, right? Versus like just doing what we know to do in our business each day and knowing that the plan is laid out and it's going to happen the way that it's supposed to happen. It's just going to create so much more flow right in your life and in your business and so yeah, i think for us we just have so much peace you know over our business and our life because of that but also too like don't forget to pray over your business every day like every single day like when i bring a brand new person on board like i pray over their business immediately it's the very first thing that we do and wow. for us i just think that that's so important that Every day, I just, I'm like, God, you know what? I pray the same prayer every day. You know what I mean? I'm just like, God, thank you so much for our business. I'm so grateful for, you know, where exactly where we're at is exactly where we're supposed to be right now, right? So it's that, that humbleness of being like, thank you for like being grateful for where you are, right? Because it says in the Bible that if you're not grateful for where you are, like, why is he going to give you more stuff? Uh, right? So we're like, uh, I'm like, God, I'm grateful for where I'm at right now. And I'm excited for the P brand of people that you're going to be bringing into my life, please help me be alert and aware of the people as you bring in. I'm so grateful for this business and like, let's make it a great day together. You know what I mean? Like I say that every single day. And so I think it's like, you know, making sure that you are praying over your business um, every day is, is a huge, huge, huge thing for us. So don't forget to do that because it's awesome. And you know, he, God loves to show off. He does it a lot in yeah. our lives. Um, we just have to be, you know, obedient and willing to ask him, um, you know, to bless our business. And he always does. Yeah, I think for me, I think about my faith and I'm so grateful, thankful, proud of my faith. You know, 90 days ago, three months ago, um, my sister passed away. She was 51 years old, had a massive heart attack and boom, she was gone. It was was over and I just know getting through mm -hmm. the most challenging difficult one of them you know in my whole life you know having her gone was my faith and my relationship mm -hmm. with God and how I was able to you know just go into that mode you know and, and just really feel the comfort and you know get the answers I needed to get and not have to go to using drugs or drinking because I couldn't cope with it. I couldn't deal with it. I didn't know what I was going to do. And, and just so grateful for that, you know, relationship, you know, with, with Jesus Christ, because, you know, there's going to be challenges and life's life, things happen and things come up, whether it's your business, whether it's, you know, a death in your family or, or, or something crazy that happens that is unexpected or is coming and you just don't know how you're going to deal with it. Like having faith and having that relationship, man, just takes so much pressure off of you. And it just allows you to be able to get through the challenges and the difficulties. And, um, you know, I think about 
you know, those last 90 days and, you know, and, and what God was telling me, I'll tell you this quick story as I wrap mm-hmm. it up, is that, you know, my sister, you know, had never done network marketing before. And the last two years of her life, she worked network marketing with Sarah and I, and she was in her business. Yeah, and, awesome. and God gave me her, not only, you know, where I would talk to her more, see her more at mm-hmm. events, more time with her, have more conversations with her, because not only, you know, was it the family aspect, but it was the business aspect. Like God brought her, you know, to, to the business and he gave her, gave me so much more time with her these last mm-hmm. 24 months, you know, before wow. he's okay, Dre, you're coming home, you know, you're coming home. And, um, I was so grateful for that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I had so many conversations with God about that for weeks wow. and I still do. And i um, just grateful for my faith. Wow. Well, Tony, thank you so much for sharing that. And Sarah, thank you for your leadership and your example. Kingdom Builders, this is an episode you're going to want to re-listen to. You're going to want to share, you're going to tag someone because this is how we can make the biggest impact in the marketplace. It's exactly how you guys are describing your life to be. This constant relationship, this constant seeking, and this constant awareness and gratitude of putting God first in everything. But Tony and Sarah, thank you guys so much for your service. As always, where's the best place for people to connect with you guys if they want to converse with you more? Oh my gosh. Well, I think the best place would eat would Facebook or Instagram. We're on both. Um, so we can, you know, definitely get connected over there. And, you know, our heart really at this point in our business is just is just paying it forward and, and serving, you know, because we know we've been through so many different phases in our business over the last 25 years that we're just like, man, if we can give people some insight and some yeah. hope and some encouragement along the way, like that, that is really where our heart is at this point, um, because somebody yeah. gave it to yeah. us. Right. And so now we're just passing it forward. You can also go over to sarahandtony.com and that's our yeah. website and yeah. um, you can find us there as well. And just looking forward to connecting and hearing your story and just giving you anything we can give you and fill you up like someone filled us up. So grateful for that experience. So love that. And I have those all in the show notes in the caption already. So definitely click on those. But <laughs> Um, do you do you mind if I close out in prayer for you guys? Absolutely. Let's do it. Awesome. Dear Father God, we're just thankful for Tony and Sarah. And I just want to prophesy. As we were talking, I just had these visions and these I, I just saw that the, the king the kingmanship and the queen the queenship that we see right here. Um, they've already you've already brought them to such an incredible place in their life. But I truly believe that this next season, I just want to prophesy that there's an explosive growth to the next level because they've been so diligent and they've been stewarding what you've given to them so much, Lord. We're in a season right now where they're shifting tides in this world, in this world right now. And we know there's things of the enemy. We know there's things that are just, they haven't been grounded in you, Lord. And we just pray that you prosper Tony and Sarah, their organization, every single life that they touch because they are the salt of the earth. And they are the city on a hill. And I believe that it's going to be this next season that so many more dreams are going to be exceedingly abundantly given to them over anything they could have even ever imagined. Blow their minds again, Lord, and put them into places of influence and impact they would never have even imagined because they're carrying the banner of you, Lord, and just want to prosper them, protect them in that. 
And I also want to pray for every single kingdom builder that's listening to this right now. That there's not by happenstance, it's not by chance that they're right here right now. If they don't know you, we give them that opportunity to get to know you, Lord. Just accept Jesus into their life. If they do know you, maybe they've been walking away, Lord, to put you first again. And to remind themselves that as they're seeing Tony and Sarah, they're seeing this conversation that's saying that God doesn't qualify the call. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call that they are called today to do an amazing work that you have, you've predestined them for. So give them uh, divine anointings, give them divine wisdom, give them downloads right now what that call is and the empowerment to move forward to break any chain that is not against you, Lord. We thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Tony, Tony and Sarah, thank you so much. Kingdom Builder, if you're not subscribed yet, please subscribe and follow Tony and Sarah everywhere that you go. God bless.